0: heaven no it's iowa
1: i'm telling you he's not crazy enough to do it it's a suicide mission you want him to break somebody out of prison you want him to go to a drug meeting in the border of cambodia and you want him to break a lady out of prison he's not crazy enough to do it i'm telling you eric lane won't do it We do all our own stunts
0: here. We're talking Police Story 3 Super Cop on the Pot of Dreams.
2: In the crime capital of the world, where an army
0: of criminals has taken over, there's never a cop around when you need one. But when this cop's around... all you need
2: but now outnumbered and outgunned
0: even the toughest of cops could use a little help Thank you so much for joining, everybody. Uh, This is the Pot of Dreams. Ben and Eric, we have a special guest. Peter, my brother, is joining today to talk Jackie Chan. He's the resident Jackie Chan expert, so we brought him in. Uh, Picked this movie because Michelle Yeoh just won an Oscar. And this is my first introduction to her way, 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 way back. So, uh, Peter, let's maybe turn to you. you. You introduced me to this movie, to Jackie Chan. What, like... What is your memory of it and what was your thought rewatching it?
2: Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me back, guys. Um so the third time guest. So um, Repeat. <laughs> we gotta get you a jacket.
1: <laughs> the first um, member of the Three Timers Club, for sure. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, no, I mean so so uh my introduction to Jackie Chan was through Rumble in the Bronx. Um and Southern Theater And loved it. It was, you know, big kind of inspiration to me. And, um, I mean, it was just, it was like something I've never really seen before. But then that kind of led to Super Cop, which was the next movie that came out in the theaters. And I think, I think it was like the very next year or something. They were very close together when they came out. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it was like Jack. That was like the whole introduction to Jackie Chan and just you falling down that rabbit hole of like, all right, well, what is what else has he done? And like, of course, there, I mean, he's made a million movies. Um, so in the late nineties, you know, you didn't really have access to a lot of that stuff. So it was a lot of like, you know, going to video stores, trying to get bootlegs and that whole kind of thing.
1: Oh, see, yeah, that, I'm just to pause right there, Peter. I, that is something that like the the discovery and trying to find stuff that's that's now lost to history because it's yep. for the most part really accessible, almost everything.
0: Keystrokes, You just search it and it pops up.
1: But before, how many, so around this late 90s, early 2000s, I mean, how many Jackie Chan movies did you find and watch?
2: Well, it, it, and not a lot, actually. I mean, it was because it was a, a lot of, it, in my mind, in my memory, a lot of it was kind of happening all at the same time. So, I mean, really, because I don't know when, when did Rumble in the Bronx come out. That was 92,
0: 92 is when, 92. I don't know when that was released in America. Was it released simultaneously in America mm-hmm. and in Hong I, Kong? I don't. I don't think so I think it w- It must have been a couple years later
2: because I, I mean I. I it, but but it was at that point I mean he was it seemed like I would think it's Miramax was the production company and it was they the, because Rommel LeBron I mean you gotta imagine that to produce Sorry, that 95 movie, yeah 95. I did the same
1: thing that's when I it got it's big release yesterday yeah. so I think I was older when I saw it
2: yeah so that makes sense yeah so but to produce that I'm sure it was super cheap because they just probably hired Jackie Chan throw a bunch of money at him to do the dubbing and whatever actors that are in it and and then that's it, right? Like I mean then you you edit it a little bit probably add some music because I know a super copy there's like hip hop music and stuff that they added to it. Um but yeah anyways Ben to answer your question like the uh, boolegs it was kind of cause all the titles were different so it was kind of hard to find because you'd have to scour the video stores, you know what I mean? To like and a lot of them didn't have it and they'd be super expensive too. Like so if you did find one it would be like forty bucks you know, in 1997 to find a Jackie Chan movie.
1: The VHS some, yeah, yeah, they didn't have Jackie them Chan at, like,
0: movie. Blockbuster, right? You couldn't just go rent these movies. Right, yeah. yeah. So, so, I think, like,
2: one of the, armor, it's, I think it was Armor of God, which eventually was released, I think, after Supercop, which became Operation Condor. Um, But that was one I remember seeing, like, the bootleg, or, or whatever the Asian distributed version of it, like, at Suncoast or something, but it, but I never bought it because it was, like, super-duper
0: expensive, so. So, Ben, did you see Rumble in the Bronx in the theater?
1: No, no. I wish, no. I mean, I would have been 11. I don't think my mom would have let me... So I actually saw that my grandparents had Satellite, um, and it was... Uh, whenever it would have been streaming on one of the premium movie channels, HBO, Cinemax, one of those had it. So this would have been, like, 96, 97, somewhere in there. And I didn't hardly know anything about it. And... It's the first time I can remember seeing a dubbed movie and like knowing like I thought I, I didn't think about, oh, this was shot in China and they were spoken in, in Chinese and then different people recorded the dialogue. And I didn't think that I thought somebody said were fucked up really badly. And it was <laughs> like, I, somebody really made a mistake. Something's wrong. But the action was, of course, so insane. And like you just get gobsmacked from one crazy set piece to the other. But it didn't, I mean, it wasn't a problem. You, I went with it, you know, it was just, holy cow. Well, yeah, I'd seen well, practical effects and stunt work like that before. It was
0: what's just, crazy is, so I I sent up for Criterion Channel, and it has, it has like, a whole M- Michelle Yo like, ca- collection or catalog. Sure. And it had the original Chinese-language version of uh, Super Cop, of Police Story 3. So I had never seen it with, like, Jackie Chan's voice. And Michelle Yo's Yo's voice, it's like a way better movie because it, you know, I mean, you lose something in the English translation. Like it's just, it's all, and it's always off and it just, it always kind of throws you. Now, I will say, like, there's a lot of dubbing, anyways, right? Because they don't, you know, we've talked over time, like, how when they film a movie, they have a separate mic guy that's separate from the camera. The camera's not recording audio, at least not back then. It wasn't. So there's a lot of voiceover. Yeah, anyways. there's a lot of
1: ADR and stuff. Like they're yeah. doing a stunt and they didn't really record the audio while they're doing a stunt. Especially we a big to, like, time action movie
0: like this, you know, sure. where they're they're you know fighting and all that. But
1: it's like a it's a, like a
0: way better movie. And I know Pete, you had, did you say something about Harvey Weinstein? Was he like involved in distributing some of these I movies? Think. I think so cuz cause cause it's
2: it's Dimension I think it's Dimension Films and isn't that like that was a subsidiary of Miramax okay. I think I I could be very very wrong on that but I but I mean it was around that same time Yeah oh that, yeah that they were trying to you know basically put out these movies for real cheap and like that's the thing is Jackie Chan kind of fit right in that perfect window like late 90s was just that perfect time to do something like that like I mean, it's just, I don't know. Cause Jackie Janet tried to break into the, the American media or ma- mainstream twice before, before Rumble in the Bronx. And the first time was cannonball run. And he, I think he played, I, I don't even think he had a name in that movie. I think his name was just like race car driver number two. And uh, I don't think he had any dialogue at all, but that was the first time. But then in the late eighties, maybe he did a movie. I think it's called the protector with Danny Aiello. <laughs> I think it's Danny. Some some guy like that. Where he plays like the Asian cop from like Hong Kong working with like the American detective guy. And um and if I remember right, like I sorry, I I, like got all this Jackie Chan trivia, but like but if I remember right, like the whole thing was that Jackie Chan didn't have any control over his stunts or any of the action. And so if you watch it, it's you can tell like Jackie Chan's like super nerfed the whole throughout the whole and there's, like, one stunt where, like, I think Jackie Chan, like, jumps jumps from, like, a boat to another boat. And that's, like, the big stunt in the movie. And you can see it's him. But, like, for the rest of the movie, it's all, like, you know, it's kind of a just a cookie-cutter detective movie. It's really boring, if I but remember right.
0: That's what works so well with, like, Rush Hour and, like, Shanghai Noon, where they're, like, okay, these are, like, American movies. But then we'll just, like, let Jackie Chan do just what he does best, do- you know? Yep. Yeah, well, and that's the great thing about Rumble in the Bronx
2: is, like, because it takes place in America, so it's, like, this whole kind of of fish-out-of-the-water story. So as an audience, an American audience, you kind of can relate to Jackie Chan's character really well in that way. Like, you can, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's kind of, well, not everyone, but, I mean, people have known, you know, maybe people like that who have come from a different country who are trying to acclimate, you know, to to the different environment and all that stuff and... Hey, there's a gang that you got to fight.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it's know. Crocodile Dundee, but with really much better and actual, really cool stunts and action set pieces. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's so, fantastic. Ben, hey, so what did violent. you
0: think of of Super Cop Police Story? Hey, have you seen this before?
1: Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, this is well, this is the second time I've seen it. The last time, uh, it was great. I enjoyed it. I could barely remember anything. Um, it was maybe a wee bit under the influence, so it was kind of hard to follow. The logic. Um, I was able to follow the logic a little more. The plot is, I mean, the plot is a whole, like, it doesn't really make sense. The characters make insane choices, but it doesn't matter because the movie just hops right into the next bit of insanity. Well, it's just, it's, like, nonstop fun. It's funny because, like, I
0: actually had to rewind it at one point. And again, maybe it's because I was watching with subtitles and I maybe looked down for a second, but, like, this, the, this, so the setup is, like, he's, he's, like, takes this mission on, but they kind of trick him into taking the mission right like his uncle or whatever they sort of talk behind closed doors and he's not supposed to have heard that but they intentionally let him hear anyways right and so sure, they
1: appeal to his ego ultimately like then he yeah. meets
0: michelle yo and and we could talk about that a bit more but like that then all of a sudden he's at this like prison camp and she doesn't really explain what he's supposed to do but there is one line where he's like just don't shoot me or something like that. And she's like, yeah, the, most of the people don't have bullets anyways. But like, and then it just like gets right into it. And I, I, I must've like looked away when that scene happened. I'm like, wait, ho- why is he breaking into the prison now? It's like, like that every action yeah. scene, I'm
1: like, wait, I know he's going to fight a bunch of people. It's going to get crazy. He's going to look cool. But what's the goal here? It's yeah. you, you lose the thread all the time, but yeah, I mean, he's got to break the guy out so he can get in his good graces. Because they yeah. want to find the drugs, but then he doesn't have access to the drugs, and well, they- they're trying to get the distributors, not the wholesalers anyway, and they never get the wholesalers, and they're not there when the big drug dealers meet. It was so confusing and insane. I don't care. The plot the plot is nonsense, and they barely like it barely coheres together. Uh, it doesn't matter, but it's it's insane. Yeah, it doesn't. You're like, what's happening? It's constantly what's happening. And my brain is just struggles to to keep up with, with the insanity. Uh but it's nonstop fun. I mean, it just it doesn't waste any time. All of a sudden you're just seeing Jackie Chan try to climb up that, that big long mine cart, you know, and it seems to be taking inspiration from all these other movies. Clearly, I think there's a little you know, a little bit of Indiana Jones there in the beginning with him trying to deal with the cart and swinging out and trying to escape the prison camp. And it's just, anyway, it's great. Um, I mean, I love the movie. It's insane. It doesn't make any sense. The characters are, are out of their minds. None of this makes any sense, but it's incredible. Anyway,
0: Pete, did, did it hold up for you again? Is it just as oh, enjoyable yeah. as original when you first watched it? Oh yeah.
1: I mean,
2: it's, it's amazing. Every, I mean, Jackie Chan is, I mean, he, he's such a, I mean, he, he's like the best, the best, movie star ever almost i mean he i don't know like it's funny it's it. there's action and like and then and for you know especially and super cop is a great example of a movie that blends all of those things like humor action suspense um i mean yeah it's it's kind of a silly plot but it but again i mean it lot i mean in a lot of jackie Chan movies a lot of that's kind of not necessarily the main focus right no, like the main right. focus is the, the adventure. Right. And like, what's, what's the next big thing that's going to happen. Um, and like, and the thing is too, is super cop is like Michelle Yo's invent, in, in, you know, introduced and, and, and like the way that she kind of weaves into the story and how she's kind of forced into it because Jackie Chan's such a doofus, you know, and, and like the, you guys were saying how he was kind of set up to, to into the mission. Like they kind of, like you said, you know, go into his ego, call him a super cop. You know, oh, he's China's super cop or whatever, and it's like, oh, you're a super cop, huh? It's like, well, why don't you know, show me what you got? And you know, Jackie Chan, he's, you know, that's the thing is like he's kind of the misdirection. That's kind of a, a thing he does a
0: lot in his movies. So. Oh, the the scene where he's at the training facility, like basically the first time we meet Michelle Yeoh and she's just like she's sort of like fuck this guy like he's super okay super cop like show these guys <laughs> hey miss hey everybody look right we got a super cop here and she knows that like all these guys that she's trained are like badasses and he's just some random cop and so i just i love i love that
2: their interaction there and and that and that fight scene is is one of the best not not, I mean, it's one of the best fight scenes in the movie, but it's like not only, but it's one of the best fight scenes in any Jackie Chan movie. That little, it's gotten, what, five minutes long at best? Yeah. But so many, like the way that he, you know, the way it's shot and edited and just the, the, the kicks and punch, like the way the whole thing's orchestrated is so, so good. And it's, I mean, you could just rewind and why. I mean, I think I probably did that as a kid, where we rewind it and watch it over and over and over again just because of the way. It was filmed. I mean, it's it's incredible.
1: Well, there's all this tension between Hong Kong and China, which I didn't get the politics of that the first time I watched it, but though a lot more like, oh yeah, Hong Kong's still in control of the British and very quote unquote Western. So there's the communism anti individualism tension going on there. Like, oh, okay, I never really noticed that the first time, but like, oh yeah, that's really palpable. And then it ends with this bizarre. Like, the humor is so bizarre. Sometimes I'm laughing because it's just so weird and I can't even comprehend like. It's like Looney Tunes. It goes into like Looney Tunes. We go from well, this like, like yes. the
0: uh, uncle with his fake boobs falling down. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
1: and pretending to be a woman. It's like Bugs Bunny. And even at the end of the, that really excellent fight, he just gets into the wheel and spins yeah, out I, and crash lands in a tree. It yeah. doesn't really make sense. Again, it it doesn't really cohere in any meaningful way. It's just bizarre and zany. Like, wait, why did he get in? I don't I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. But woohoo! Yeah, it, just to, to pick. Him, it just moves and it happens and it's boom.
2: It's like moved in the rave right, right away, right to the next thing. Like it does. You don't have to really think about it. But no, just it,
1: to, fast. it, to it doesn't let you think about it. it knows. It's got to keep moving. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, Eric.
0: I was just gonna say to piggyback off of that, the idea about Jackie Chan being a doofus, I think, is like it, that. That is where his like place in movie history is so unique because he's not like a tough badass action star. Like even in that fight scene, the guy's kicking his ass. Right. And and I suppose Indiana Jones, like you mentioned, Ian Jones, Indiana Jones is kind of like that. He was never the toughest guy in any fight. He was always getting his ass kicked, but, and Jackie Chan does that. So there's sort of personality in the way he fights where he's dodging, he's flipping back. He's, you know, he can, he can fight. He obviously is, has the skills, but like, he plays this, like, I'm not the toughest guy. I'm actually like one of the least toughest guys and you're going to kick my ass, but I'm going to somehow with my, like, Aerobatics and flips and stuff.
1: Cleverness, too. Cleverness. His, yeah. his surroundings really well. He's like
0: adapt. There's so much personality really in how he fights, which is like the kind of the antithesis of like Bruce Lee, right? Bruce Lee just he was just kicked everybody's ass, right? Always. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just just beat everyone's ass, just, <laughs> without a thought, just yeah.
1: No, it's a bizarre. It's it's so hard to do. Like, it, it, I don't know. There isn't really an actor that can do. There, are, I mean, there are plenty of people that could probably do the intense stunt work stuff, but also pulling off the zany comedy at the same time and blending them together is so well, difficult to do. Tom and Cruise he does it better than anybody else.
0: Tom Cruise, right? Tom Cruise now has fallen into that like I'm basically I'm basically Jackie Chan now. He's right?
1: not the zany as Jackie Chan. No, Jackie He doesn't Chan. have
0: that personality. He's Tom Cruise is like a little too
1: serious. Yeah. Um, that, but I'm saying there's there's a bizarre comedic energy in Jackie Chan that doesn't make sense for somebody as as good at martial arts as he actually is in real life it just it's a bizarre blend it's very unique in yeah, film and, history and one thing one thing to, for Jackie Chan to really kind of
2: under like understand where he's coming from is like you, you really got to look at Buster Keaton and I,
1: and and the general was another one sorry i'm just throwing out yeah, another movie reference yeah
2: but like but that's but that was Jackie Chan's inspiration was was Buster oh, that makes
1: perfect sense.
2: I mean, you know what I mean? Like, and if you go about watch Buster Keaton movies, that's exactly the character he played in all his movies, was this kind of lonely, doofus guy who did these amazing things without really, you know, realizing it, kind of. And so, but I mean, it, it, you can go and watch interviews and stuff. Jackie Chan's been very clear about that. That's, that's who he wanted to be, was, was Buster Keaton, essentially. But just that? with. That makes punch. so
1: much sense. The, I mean, because <laughs> that was another one where I was watching the scene on the train, and he's swinging from the yep. the, the, ladder. the whatever the, the pieces of it. Yeah, I don't yeah. like. There's guardrails and stuff. I don't know what the names of the terms are, but it was like, oh yeah. I don't know. Have you ever seen the general, Eric? No. Buster Keaton has to stop this train from like bringing supplies to the north or something. Oh, is that his, where he
0: has the, the big wood plank or whatever?
1: He'll do that. There's some yeah. of those scenes in there, and he's doing all sorts of crazy stuff to try to sabotage uh, the train. And that makes, when you say that, it's like, oh, yeah, that resonates spot on. Um, and you mentioned the music, too. I mean, <laughs> so is that just, like, they think this is the early 90s, these are what Americans in the early 90s wanted? Is that what that I, is?
2: Well, like, you know, Snoop Dogg and hip-hop and all that stuff was really popular. And I'm right. sure there, there was probably some, like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like reading or something like some, you know, public, uh, query or something that went out and was like, all right, well, you know, youth of the nineties really likes, you know, this kind of music. Oh, Sure.
1: It feels like a producer decision. Like this is, we gotta, we gotta try to appeal to the kids. Uh, but there was one track as a cover of, I think, staying alive, um, you know, which like, I really dug. I was like, this is really good. I've never heard this before. I mean, I saw it the first time I didn't remember it. It's like, this is really, really good. Um, but then there's the the scene right where all the, the drug dealers are all gathered around and stuff's about to go down. It, it goes this dun, 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 dun. I just got like almost the very beginning of the Mortal Kombat movie. It was just this electric boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. It was yeah. like, uh, it didn't quite fit. It was a little too serious. But I mean, it, it, it was one of those movies where it's just, it's everything works just because it's so crazy and the energy just, everything just bounces off of it. You, you don't have a time to think about something working or not working. You just keep going forward. I saw that. I like the Sega Genesis, the guy playing Sega Genesis for some reason. Like,
0: well, the movie gets like super dark there for a minute, too, where he's like Lady ODs and he's like throw her in the pool and he drowns the other guy. It's like, whoa, holy shit,
1: this movie this movie's
0: not messing around. Oh,
1: yeah, that scene in the pool is so bizarre because there's people like swimming yeah. towards the guy to help <laughs> drown him. Which I've never seen in a movie. Like it looked like somebody was like doing laps, and they're like, "Oh, I guess I got to take a break from doing laps to help drown this guy."
2: Well, um, and then the where he points the gun at him, like you know, kill them. Like if you don't know who they are. Like calls them out. Like basically reveals the whole, you know, uh, you know, plot to to what Jackie and Michelle you are doing. Like they, how do you how do you think think you got out of the prison? Like they're cops. Obviously, they're helping you. Like you know. And then so yeah.
1: I don't then know. he's like, but but because they're good at fighting, he doesn't care anymore. He just like exactly. incorporates them. Yeah. Uh, when they find out for sure that they're working for the cops, do they kill them? No. <laughs> they your Jackie yep. chance girlfriend and say, "Help us bust my wife out of prison."
0: Um. Yeah. The the breaking the wife out of prison was like, wait, no, now we're doing like, what's happening now? Now there's a wife. I mean, there's none this, of it makes any oh, sense. Prison break it's, subplot.
1: Yeah. And and it's at some point i mean like i almost felt like i mean i was just watching insane stunts cuz he's hanging actually from a ladder dangling from the helicopter and i guess they're out of bullets but then i kept thinking why don't they just cut the rope why don't they just cut the and and i was like maybe they don't have a knife but then later on one of the helicopter pilots has a big massive knife on the top of the train I'm like oh yeah they could have just just cut the the dangling ladder well, but i've always heard watching
2: these jack jam movies is like do, do you think that they they must sit down and come up with, like, whatever stunts they want to do first? Like, oh, yeah. all right, like, all right, well, we haven't done anything with a helicopter. All right, well, what are we going to do with a helicopter? Well, what Jackie, what if you, you know, what if you jump onto a ladder hanging from a helicopter and then we fly you around all of Hong Kong and, like, smash you into stuff? Oh, that's a great idea. We'll do that.
1: I, I'm guess, idea I in Hong Kong, they're in Malaysia at that Malaysia. point. Still, <laughs> like, the, the politics of it are insane. And so, yeah, to get rid of them, they're like, why don't we crash him into a train? <laughs> that makes sense. Let's, let's just draw – I mean, again, you, right. I think you're totally right. Like, the plot is just to string together the crazy stunts that they want to right. do, which is fine. It's fine. When the stunt work is this incredible, it really doesn't matter. The plot is just straight nonsense. It just doesn't matter because um, yeah. it's fun. And then it even, like, transitions seamlessly at the end of the, like, you know – how they made it, it was like perfect. Like the the facade of the movie just just starts to crumble by the end. Well, and it doesn't matter. That's like, one yeah. of the
0: brilliances of Jackie Chan is the post credit stunt, yeah. like fail, like outtakes. Like I mean, his movies are so amazing with well, the outtakes. But
2: and another crazy piece of trivia is that I, I Cannibal Run, which Jackie Chan was in, I want to say that was one of, if not the first movie to do the uh, the the post credits outtakes thing i don't i mean i don't know if it's the, literally the first but it's one of the first american movies that did that and like jackie chan's in that movie so I don't, I don't know i mean i'm i'm not trying to say that that's where it comes from for him but it's just kind of interesting like how those two things are kind of parallel to each other but
1: yeah so what about for you eric i mean i'm assuming you were on board with the the fun and he had enjoyed it and held up to you
0: yeah. Like, like, like I said, I think you cannot deny the charm of Jackie Chan, right? Like there's a reason he brought, I mean, forget the stunt piece of it. Like just like, look at rush hour. That movie doesn't need crazy stunts for that to work with him in it. Like he's that charming It Shanghai noon. He's, he's, inc- he's a great actor. He's funny. He's charming. And he also does like some of the craziest stunts we've ever seen in movie history. Like, and, is. and it's, it's, it's this weird. is one of the best versions of that. Like, he, Jackie Chan's yeah. really good in this movie. Like, he plays this sort of, like, dopey kind of, like, nice guy, but he's... he's also he,
1: pervy sometimes, too, but he makes yeah. that work.
0: A <laughs> little bit. I, I He's got kind of the same sort of Tom Cruise thing as, like, is he good with women? I, I can't tell. I think he and Michelle Yeoh work really well together, but did they ever have, like, a romantic, like tie together in any of the movies they were in together like it's it's always like that's my sister or they're sort of fighting each other it's weird that they did in this movie they didn't have there wasn't like a romance I know he's supposed to have this like girlfriend or fiance well, there's
1: sexual tension there for sure like all throughout like he opens the door and he sees her and um, there's times where they're kind of mushed together in a way that's like suggestive, yeah, he gra- and he he kinda, grabs
0: her when she falls with the machine he, gun.
1: he's kind of hitting on her a couple of different times like it feels like if she was down He would have been for it. Um, Does it, though? Felt like that to me, but what, I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, But the the contrast works because he's so, like, bubbly is not quite the word, but whatever, just energetic and goofy and, like, almost flamboyant. And then she's, like, stoic and serious, and that dichotomy works really well.
2: There's a weird thing, though, with Jackie Chan, uh, again, prior to when he was kind of introduced in America, but, like, because, you know, you have to remember Jackie Chan in China was. Like the biggest star i mean the biggest of big stars for a long long time i mean late 70s all the way up to the mid 90s i mean he was he was the biggest star in all of asia really and so there was like a weird thing where female female um um fans of his were like kind of there. and again uh, uh, apocryphal stories the best but like but where they would be do these extreme things and so from what i understand jackie chan went out of his way to like pr- pr- to like kind of give this persona where he's not like he's kind of almost asexual like he's not he doesn't have a relationship with women like he's not you know he, jackie chan apparently had been married for a while and has kids but like again i mean from what i've read over the years like that was kind of a thing like he was oh. He, because fans would like do these crazy things like i guess there was a story like a woman like jumped in front of a train um cuz she found out that he maybe was married like just really wild stuff so i wonder if those kind of things play into like how he's how he portrays
0: himself in movies he's always come across that way again rush hour shanghai noon he he's not like an uh like a, a male sex symbol in any way he's just like right. like kind of like a an asexual person really it, yeah that's the way he comes across and in, in everything he's ever been maybe I, maybe i'm missing some uh, of his old movies but
2: but and and it, but the thing is is in super cop so he does have the girlfriend who's maggie chung and she's in all of the all of the police story movies like she plays as off- and on girlfriends through all of the movies and she's like the only female um, actress who like kind of did that in, in his movies. And if you watch any of his other movies, like all the other female characters are either like really brief or, or kind of just flirtatious kind of things. There's no like actual relationship. So that too is kind of interesting, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And of course his girlfriend is a tour guide in Malaysia. They live (laughs) in Hong Kong, but she's a tour guide in Malaysia for whatever reason, like, Oh, here's just another we need the girlfriend there, so they're in Malaysia. She's a tour guide, whatever. You know, it's like, <laughs> like she comes off the bus. I'm like, oh yeah, that's his girlfriend. She's there. That's why we're getting the shot I, of her, and that's the stress that's happening. In this scene. I do this
2: love is- that whole sequence, though. We're at the pool. And oh, like, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's it's obviously just like, oh, this convenient thing kind of happens, but it's just funny. It's silly, and you, you got you got
0: panthers trying to buy her as a prostitute. <laughs> she gets shoved
1: into the pool, and uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and she, that's how they, yeah, they get
2: found out too, because like she gets in the elevator with the and she laughs her mouth and she's like, "I'm so clever," you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't say anything right now, but I yeah. totally saved the day.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the other thing, so reason I picked this was Michelle Yeoh, like. Her stunt work is equally as impressive Oh, it's great! You see Jackie her wiping Chan. out.
1: You see her literally trying to jump onto the train with the motorcycle.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, you see him try and get to the take that they actually made it into the movie.
0: Well, yep. and, I, and I watched some – like, she she didn't know how to ride a motorcycle at all. Like, they, they – you know, she, she apparently is one of the only women Jackie Chan's ever let do stunts in movies, too. Like, he had, like, a big thing where he just wouldn't let women – do the stuff. usually they had a man do the stunts i think as for the women and she was one of the only where they just he's like okay you could do it do it but um she didn't know how to ride a motorcycle and so they were doing this stunt and they had had to have somebody hold it and and have her like start and then she would just like go straight and jump so yeah and that motorcycle jump is one of the all-time craziest stunts <laughs> why are you doing that in this movie like what's the purpose of it because it looks cool uh, you know
1: whatever I'm just like, yeah, during that scene, I you, you don't think about it afterwards. You kind of think, wouldn't it have been easier to call help? They have a helicopter. They can track it, presumably. And aren't they trying to get intel? What are they even? <laughs> Who cares? They're <laughs> jumping on. It's a bike jumping onto it. A well, train. at that that's point,
0: their, their cover's blown. They just got to stop them. You know, that's the way I understood it. But
1: Sort of. I mean, the helicopter was already, like, sort of tied and stuck to the terrain. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, it, it doesn't make sense, really. It doesn't matter. The, the facade's gone. It's just like that. Now we're just seeing people do insane stunts. that it, It's just ludicrous. Um, I mean, it's just you're just seeing Jackie Chan dangle from a and, ladder.
0: And now she won an Oscar. So are, how do we get Jackie Chan an Oscar? What the hell? How does he <laughs> not have an Oscar? That's messed up. He's one of the most important figures in movie history. What movie should he have won an Oscar for? I don't None of them. I, <laughs> okay. You know,
1: but how do we do it? Well, uh, I don't know. See, like, we talked a lot about pro- what I would call, uh, from my understanding, correct me, Lane Brothers, if that, you wouldn't like peak Jackie Chan, right, building up from the 80s into the 90s. At some point, he transitioned to doing kids' movies, and we just got the humor without the action, and I never, I mean, I think I saw the medallion or the suit, one of those ones, and it's like, uh, it doesn't work. I mean, he's still goofy, but just.
2: My whole it, theory on that is he just, he got old, because I think yeah, Jackie Chan right. 80s i mean he's old i mean he's not a young guy anymore so that's my whole theory It's like he just his body couldn't take that because like the last the last movie he really did that had these big epic stunts was who am i which it you know it's not a terrible movie but it's it's kind of it's kind of boring but again it's because it lacks a lot of the 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 bigness of like Super Cop, or Rumble in the Bronx or Operation Condor or Armor of God or, you know what I mean, One and in, in, in Drunken Master, like, I mean, those movies, like, they're set pieces of these giant epic action sequences. And who am I? You can kind of tell, like, the fight scenes, they're a little bit more wire work going on. They're a little bit sped up a little bit faster. Um, he still has really great stunts. There's this big one at the very end where he slides down a whole building, basically, like a high rise building on glass. Um, but I think that's, that's my theory is it's just, he got older. And so he was like, well, I got to lean more into the comedy thing, you know, if I'm going to keep doing this. So
1: no, you're, you're right. I think that's totally correct. It just doesn't work as well. I mean, yeah. The oh, kinetic, yeah. Y- y- the the physical aspect of it is just so crucial to pulling it all together. I mean, just Jackie Chan being zany just doesn't, doesn't land to me nearly as much as, right. as it working together. That's where the the, the joy comes in. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, See, I don't know. I mean, I, everything ever all at once would have probably been the movie to do it, Eric. I mean, we got a lot of long time actors there, Oscars via. Uh, I wonder that movie. if
0: they if they offered it to him because he would have been perfect for that, right? He could have been Michelle Yeoh's dad, sure. Yeah. No, he could have been her husband. Why couldn't he have played the part of uh, Kiki Kwan? No. He'd be
1: quite a bit older.
0: I mean, we just talked they're about a, how he's eighty. There are love interests in this movie.
1: He's quite a bit older, and they don't actually do anything. I mean, I I, I think the age gap would be a big problem. He's born he's in
0: '54.
1: So okay.
0: He's not but, even 70 yet. Yeah. Okay. Not that old. Michelle he Michelle Yo 60, 60, 62, something like that. He, they're like eight years apart. Okay. Well,
1: I don't know. I'm got TK Quan. He did a great job. And I oh no, yeah, I mean, it's short round data, like hell yeah, but. We couldn't get Jackie Chan hot dog fingers. <laughs> uh, he, he would have he would have done great, I think, in one of the many alternate universes.
2: Though, um, I, though, that Jackie Chan might have been too big of a star. Like he would have he would have overshadowed what I like most of that movie. I again, I'm a hypocrite because I haven't seen it yet. But my assumption is is that because he's such a big star. It would it would kind of shadow most of the other movie. But Maybe I, I
1: don't know that movie's it's a it's a massive movie, and I think he can. I don't know I think he could play in an ensemble. I mean, you mentioned like Rush Hour. Um, he, he he's I mean he's a part of a duo and they work together. I mean he could have done well in like an Ocean's Eleven movie. He never was in
0: those. Yeah. But he, so can we get him a movie where he doesn't have to fight and do stunts like just act? The like, dude's been acting for fifty years. Like, can't we just get him to? Well, not fine. Why don't
1: you make some millions of dollars and you buy a script and you cast Jackie Chan in it? You do it, Eric. Make it happen.
0: So he was in a movie I don't know five years ago with uh, Pierce Brosnan. It was like a ter- like a terrorist movie. I don't know if you guys remember. It was like an American movie. The, the Foreigner. The Foreigner. Yeah.
1: Anybody seen that?
0: I've. Is I it saw one it.
1: where like his his somebody he loves is captured his or killed, or something?
0: killed right? it, or something? gets killed, right?
2: Like it's like taken, but just with Pierce Brosnan in it, kind of. It's it's a lot of taken. Yeah, any good? I, Was it any good? I I liked it. I mean it, it's it's worth seeing. I mean it's not really great and it's not really bad. It's kind of you know, one of those movies that just kinda of hovers in that middle area where it's like you don't know, really it's not really memorable, but you don't really like hate yourself for seeing it.
1: Okay. Kind of thing. That's not a ring endorsement. It's a movie that just kind of exists yeah it's not bad there's and there's
2: it's the problem is is it's it's just again like a lot of those movies it's that that you know second to third act area it just kind of starts to to drag a little bit and you're just like you kind of lose your interest interest and then like you know then they really amp it up in the third act right, right at the beginning of the third act to try to like oh okay come on come back all right come on like remember you're watching this movie now so it's kind of one of those
0: things i don't know john
1: wick we can't get him in a john wick movie I don't know. That would be great. I'm, I'm gonna go see it Friday. I'm, I'm, three days comes out in three days. I've already got my tickets. So, um, yeah, he, he should be a a baddie in uh, John Wick, or he could be a good guy. Doesn't matter. You could you could give him a couple of scenes. Probably not gonna get him an Oscar though. But <laughs> no, not for John Wick Five. Probably, nope. <laughs> probably not. No, nope, I don't. Unless I mean, there's hot dog fingers, there are some hot dog fingers in there that maybe will. I mean. Everything overall at once kind of changes the, the game a little bit because, I mean, just action movies and comedies is not the way to go if you want to win an Oscar. Those are just not your best bets. You got to find something where it, dramatic. Maybe he plays an old, retired stuntman.
2: There you go. You get Quentin Tarantino. Put him
0: in a Quentin Tarantino movie. He plays He's got to old-
1: reconnect with people and he kind of alienated people and I don't know.
0: Could, could Cliff Booth beat up Jackie Chan in a Oh, easily. Fight.
1: Cliff Booth is the toughest human on earth. Yeah. Bullets won't hurt him. He's just pure grizzled toughness. He'll never die. Even when the sun explodes, he'll just be sitting there eating his whatever beans that he eats.
2: Well, one one thing we should mention though with Michelle Yo is that um as Crouch Tiger Hidden Dragon, like the 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 character she plays in Super Cop is so different from like the character she's in Crouching Dagger, Hidden Dragon, which that did win Oscars when it came out. So it's, I you know it's kind of interesting to me, like, cause I mean, super cops, kind of America's introduction to her. And then, and then you have crutch, nigger and dragon, which is like kind of America's introduction to like what legit, you know, art Chinese cinema, like artistic Chinese cinema, like that really kind of, I don't know, really opened the window to, I think a very, very large audience and like what Chinese cinema can, can do and how it's, kind of where it's come you know like where it's the line kind of went i don't know
1: no that, was, they, that was me i saw Crush and tiger hidden dragon not in the theater but i think on you know rental and yeah, that was my first time seeing michelle you i hadn't seen police story three at that point and it was like oh wow this is incredible it looks amazing <laughs> the, the action's memorable and it's like oh this is awesome
0: yeah i just yeah. think for fo- just foreign films like that movie had such a huge impact on yeah, like because uh, it was a big hit too, right? Didn't it, it made oh yeah. a ton of money? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was best
2: picture. I think it was nominated. Was it best picture? Or was it was the best foreign film. I don't know, but it, 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 it won was best
1: foreign film, and it, it might have been nominated for best picture, um, but it didn't win.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's crazy to think that like Lost all the, Gladiator. the all the time of like not only just Hong Kong cinema, but like Japanese movies, Yakuhiro not a single Asian woman had ever been recognized for acting until ne- this year. Like, yep. That's
2: wild. And even in American cinema, a lot. It's a name, name one really big female, American female action star, Like just like off the top of your head. Like I can't, you know, Lucy Liu, like, I guess kind of,
0: but like I mean, action or Asian, like what? No, it's just, just like, an action like a female action star. I wouldn't call Lucy Liu an action star, would you? That's
1: she's in Kill Bill. She's in the Charlie's Angels movies. I what else, What do you want me to do? Charlie Theron.
0: Charlie Theron is a. I would call her an action star.
1: But he said Asian, right? I'm so confused. No, no, no I, like just
0: any really. But a, yeah, A but, female action star. Okay. Um,
1: Sigourney Weaver's the closest, and I mean. Right. Yeah. Alien franchise.
0: Well, now they're all superheroes, right? I mean, do those count? Like, th- that was one thing I thought a lot about with this movie was, like, boy, Marvel really doesn't know how to do action scenes or, like, fight scenes. And, like, why don't they just watch these movies and, like, just recreate them scene for scene? Like, why, why can Marvel not do a fight scene?
2: Well, that's uh, scale. People are in the same room at the same time, so it's just people punching that's air. That's true, yeah. <laughs>
1: No, it's yeah, it's it's how they're made, it's scale, it's they're dealing with weird superhuman freaks. Like
0: I liked Shang-Chi, Michelle Yeoh is in that, like but the fight scenes are forgettable. I, I there's not an action sequence in that movie I remember. Doesn't he fight a dragon in that movie? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah.
2: okay yeah i remember
1: that now (laughs) i haven't seen it i mean um, i yeah i forget almost every fight almost every marvel movie most of them are forgettable i can remember the one from civil war where all the heroes are fighting each other and some of the stuff from like Endgame and infinity war and everything else is just a blur of computer images Yeah, here it's a problem you're right it's like this is i could watch a bunch of these they don't make movies like this for the you know john wick's the closest you get to something like this um but I could watch, you know, like hundreds of these movies. The Same raid like
0: actual- raid movies are kind of, you know, like that. If you watch, yeah, them.
1: every once in a while you get one. Usually not from a U.S. filmmaker from a different market that will actually give you exciting stunts and choreographed action between humans. It's really fun and compelling to watch, but it's just such a bygone era, and they're they're so fun to watch. Said so, and the plot. I mean, I. Uh, the plot is very stupid. I mean, it's just so dumb. This plot doesn't make any sense. The whole scheme doesn't make any well, sense.
0: Well, it's face-off, right? Isn't face-off the same plot? He, he, I mean, he, he takes actually takes his fa- face off.
1: Face-off is dumber, <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Face-off is dumber than this, but this but is a pretty dumb plot.
0: infiltrates the bad guys by pretending to be a bad guy, you know?
1: Sure. That's what? fine. But, um, like, and- they, they want to get where the drugs are coming from. They already know the guy's a drug dealer. They probably know where his island is. What's the goal? What do they need to do? Nobody else helps Michelle Yeoh or Jackie Chan in this movie at all, ever. Like, they get almost no help from anybody, ever. Other than the cops don't kill them.
0: This is a secret mission.
1: And so what's the end game? What are they trying to do? Get Chai Bob. Blow it up. (laughs) It's pretty vague at best. And that's fine. Again, I don't care. If If it's this fun to watch, and this insane, and this crazy... You can have a dumb plot. I don't care. It's irrelevant. Like it's just so fun. Beginning to end. We're just diving into it. Almost no time. There's like no fat in this movie at all. It's sure. It, it's like it's like 90 minutes. It's a yeah, short barely. movie. Barely. And that's even with the, the credits. Like yeah. you get to 130. It doesn't even before that, it's like 124 is when the movie ends. It, it it gets in, it gets out, it knows what it's doing. Gets you right to it. All of a sudden, Jackie Trans Chan's jumping on a truck, trying to get some guy out of like, okay, all right, whatever. Let's
2: go. Well, and all in all, all the police story movies are pretty simple. Like the first movie, I think, is like a revenge movie because Jackie Chan gets wrongfully wrongfully accused, and so he goes on the run. So it's like a you know on the run kind of movie. The second one, I think, is like a um oh what is it like he it's like his Maggie Chung gets kidnapped, so it's like a, a damsel in distress. And then this one's like undercover. And then what's and then first strike is. I forget for what First Strike is, but it's it's kind of a mixture of all the other all of the movies I think, because it's like kind of an undercover kind of revenge kind of movie. But anyways, but they're all great. But they but you're right, they're all like the plots are plots are vague at best. Like they're not, you know, that's that's not what's important. What's important yeah. is Jackie Chan jumps on a pole with lights that explode and melt his hands as he falls down and plate a glass. That's what's important. Sure. <laughs>
1: He's got, to run, he's got to ride a zip line he's got to fight a bunch of cops in some restaurant somewhere in Wuhan where you know COVID started no less
0: uh, <laughs> oh that's right I, yeah you're right I didn't catch that so, um, and then all of a
1: sudden we get the, the bad guys meeting uh, in Malaysia the border of Cambodia and Malaysia or whatever like okay they're arguing about who's how much drugs? He doesn't have the money. He needs his wife's code. She won't give it to him because she knows he won't get her out. Okay, whatever. He's also he's got a Tommy gun, right? He's got this big, chunky clip that he's got to replace a couple of times. These old, old-timey guns to shoot these guys. Things are exploding. They're running around. Michelle Yeo maybe has something strapped to her vest that'll explode. It's great. Just pure greatness. <laughs>
0: uh a favorite stunt anyway a favorite stunt from this movie that's a tough one i i mean i don't know if it's honestly i don't know if it's
2: a favorite stunt but like i mentioned that fight scene when he's in the chinese military uh that's there i always go back to that fight scene it's just it's very good but i mean obviously the the end where he's you know hooked up on the the ladder like and then – and, well, I guess I like, actually, you know, come to think about it, it's a simple stunt, and it's in the outtakes where he does the, the kip-up or whatever on the train. And, and then, then he outtakes, almost dies. He almost yeah. falls away. I, yeah. But simple – you know, like you when you watch it in the movie, you don't really think much about it. Like it's, oh, that's really cool. But like it's – but, you know, as you can tell, like,
0: that's a very dangerous... Well, in the outtakes, you can tell he's, like, oh, my God. Oh, my... Yeah. Like, he's, like, freaking out. Like, I almost just died. Like, that was just about it. If
2: those guys didn't grab him,
0: yeah. like, you could jump and grab him. Like, he would have went right over.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, the best is the stuff on the train, but my favorite is the sequence in the middle. I mean, I was just, like... So, the, the plot was already, like, washing over me, and it's just... I, I love every everything about the... The showdown, the the setup with the drug dealers all talking to each other, and then just we're getting the table flip up and running around and there's explosions and it was just pure action film craziness. That was the, that was the one I was most giddy. Um, but I think the stuff at the end is the most like, oh god, this is this is insane. She literally jumped that motorcycle onto the train. This that's crazy. Yeah. Train's moving. That's crazy.
2: And all they had to protect her was a pile of cardboard boxes.
1: <laughs> yep.
2: That's it. That's all they got.
1: You, you see her fall off the car. Like, oh, my God. Like, you see her body smack and hit yeah. pavement. Like, oh, God, that looks really painful. Yep. That's incredible. Yeah, I was just thinking, like,
0: there's no skill to being a stunt. Like, I mean, yes, there's there's learning how to fall correctly. But like it really is just like, can you take the pain of like your body flying around and landing on stuff? Like that's all a stunt person. That's the only skill they really have. It's wild. And, and yeah, just,
1: fearlessness. Just willing to keep just, doing it until you get the And tape. Commit to
0: it. You have yeah. to commit to it. Otherwise, you will die. You know what I mean?
1: But I also wonder, too, like, what what's the
0: insurance situation for Jackie Chan? You know, because like I know that that has become an issue with Tom Cruise, is like I think with the new Mission Possible movie, like, he's not insured. Like, they won't insure him to do these stunts where he's, like, driving motorcycles off cliffs. And so, like, did did Jackie Chan do this without insurance, too? Because, like, I mean, he's put his well, life on the line. Hong Kong or China. So that's who knows. It could be,
2: like, very different, <laughs> you know.
1: I I, 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 My assumption would be there wouldn't be a lot of insurance. I could be wrong, but yeah, I mean, I think it's probably like, hey, you want to do this, it's your funeral, buddy, that kind of vibe.
0: Well, I imagine like with a Marvel movie, that's why you'd never see Chris Hemsworth do a stunt because the cost and potential da- – like if he gets hurt and they can't film for a week, they lose like, you know, what's the m- uh, millions and millions of dollars, you know? So it's not worth it, but – Well, the Marvel sure? like hundreds of you know hundreds and hundreds of people like i
1: mean there's almost no stunt work in marvel movies i get i I would suspect that it's very minimal because everything's just done by a computer just why they're just not as exciting well there used to be i know
0: you mentioned civil war i think the the captain america winter soldier there was like somebody got like really hurt or almost maybe even killed there was a stunt person that got really hurt making that movie so maybe that's part of it is there's that's why they don't do stunts anymore because somebody got hurt
2: well I know I know Jackie Chan has like he has his own stunt crew. Like it's called Jackie Chan's like stunt <laughs> it might be called Jackie Chan's stunt crew. I don't know, but I'm I'm fairly certain he has like it's a it's like a, it's his own little company that he he uses and employs. I don't know about now, but I know back in the day that's what well, he, he did.
1: Yeah, he directed the first two police story movies, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean he had control and got to decide what to do. Um, so well, he probably and, didn't need insurance. Like I'm the director, I'm the star, I'm doing it. Yeah. Fuck it, right, let's go.
2: Well, and, and that's that's again another little stupid piece of trivia. But there's there's a guy in like basically all of Jackie Chan movies, and in Play Story Three, he's the dude who, when they first go when they go to the the compound or whatever in Cambodia, he's the guy with the sunglasses that shoots the rocket launcher. Um, but his name is Ken Lo, and I think he's Jackie Chan's main like stunt coordinator but he's like the main he's i think he's the main stunt guy but and he's the guy he fights and then drunken master too which by the way that's if you want to watch one jackie chan movie that's what you watch but he's like in every single jackie chan movie and i think he's the guy who does all the stunt coordination or or helps jackie chan with it so well yeah, that's Pen-
0: like you yeah, mentioned john wick that the guy that directs it now that's how well, he was he was like the stunt coordinator for whatever. I can't remember some, one of those other movies back in the day. And then just now he's like a director. And then the guy that did Bullet Train, David Leach, same thing. They were just like stunt coordinators that you know, got. Now they're making movies.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, uh, anything else, Pete? You ha- so you had some t- more, t- you have any more Jackie Chan trivia? Um, I'm trying
2: to think. I mean. I mean, all of his movies are so good. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, go, go and watch. I mean, anyone that listening, go and watch Drunken Master, the very first Drunken Master. Like, it may be kind of boring to some folks, but man, like, when you, when you get to those fight scenes and like the way they're choreographed and like just Jackie Chan's physical ability and the way that he meshes that with comedy, it's, I mean, it's just something you'll, you just have to see. Like, it's just such a special place of cinema. Um, but then, but yeah, I mean, watch all the Police Story movies. Uh, Police Story 1, Drunken Master, Drew and Police Story 1 are probably my absolute favorite Jackie Chan movies. I mean, those are movies like this. I probably, I you know, like I watched Supercop again. I've probably seen, I saw it in theater. I've, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. And it is still to this day just as enjoyable as, um, as when I saw in the theater, it's great.
0: So, um, and read his book. <laughs> read his book too. His book's pretty good. So, I was looking at uh, IMDb. Was Jackie Chan actually in Enter the Dragon? Is that true? Yeah. you can see him in it. The the
2: it's the scene where Bruce Lee breaks out the nunchucks. So he does the whole nunchuck thing. He jacks up the dudes with the nunchuck. And then I think like that he drops them, or wait, maybe I'm getting mixed up. Maybe it's before the nunchucks, but it's that whole sequence. But there's a part where he, some guy goes at him and it zooms in and like he grabs the guy by the head and he spins him around. And you can see it's Jackie Chan. Like he kind of, it's real quick, but it's, he's holding Jackie Chan by the hair and then it like zooms in on his face and like goes, Pap! I'm like, knocks him down. But yeah, it's Jackie Chan.
0: Crazy. Yeah. He's like, it's like IMDB, it's like uh, unnamed. Fighter or something like that is his title.
2: yeah And Jackie Chan, I think, was like like maybe seventeen or something. I mean he was a kid when they when that happened. So
1: Yeah, he would have been. I mean, I think he said was it fifty-four was his birthday, Eric? He said something yeah. like
2: that. Yep. And uh, enter the dragon was seventy two or three. Two or three, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he would have been a he would have been a kid. <laughs>
1: No, it's but, incredible. Yeah, it, it's a great movie. I, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, it's very straightforward. Again, it just just go with it. It's not it's not smart. It's just fun, crazy, yeah. kinetic, nonstop, just forward momentum. But if you yep. can track
0: down the the Chinese version, I I quite preferred it, and it's on Criterionist anybody is into that
1: I, I need to i need to watch that but i mean i, I don't this is one of the movies where I, I still would prefer the chinese language version but i don't mind the dub so much it's part of the zaniness it adds a, a layer of just utter nonsense to the proceedings um because it's goofy and and it just it sounds even clunkier and more awkward in a way that's i think kind of funny and entertaining yeah um, it's less a problem in this i guess is the best way i'd say that than in other movies the dialogue is hardly important anyway. That's (laughs) true. (laughs) Do you
0: have a star rating you want to give it? If you were going to rate it out of five stars, Pete, five star movie.
2: Yeah, it's a five star movie for sure.
0: I mean, it's, it,
2: I, I just don't know how anyone could dislike the movie. I can see how you may, you know, it's maybe not your favorite, but it'd be hard for me to understand. Like if someone was like, oh man, that movie sucks. I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, how would you not like that movie? There's something, there has to be something in there that you enjoy. Like, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. It's a great movie.
1: Yeah. Four and a half for me. I mean, I, I guess the half star is just cause it is really dumb and I can't, I mean, the plot is just so incoherent that I can't give it five, but it's uh, a very strong recommend. It's super entertaining. Very, very fun. Uh, you won't have a bad time.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing I was going to say, so I watched, I I, tur- I turned it on with my kids in the room and watched the, just the scene where, with the mine carts, I thought they'd kind of enjoy that. And it was just kind of funny because I was like, oh, you got to watch him do the zipline thing. And he did it. And they were like, why is that so, what's so cool about that? I was like, he's really doing that. And they are like, no, that, no way. And I'm like, yes, that is literally Jackie Chan, the actor, hanging on this zipline, flying through, <laughs> flying through the forest. And like, and they just like didn't get it. I'm like, yes, that, because you know that's that's like a foreign, I mean, really a foreign concept to anyone right now. That like, that's a person doing that stunt, you know, because so, no movies feel real anymore. But it was just kind of interesting that the idea that like, wait, he's he's really doing that.
1: Yeah, that's really him. Yeah. What's your star rating here? Are you five. Also, oh, uh,
0: probably four and a half, four, four and a half, something like that. Yeah, I, I. The plot is just—it's ridiculous, and the, some of the comedy doesn't totally work. But uh, also,
1: yeah, I was—I was, I was going to be interested because there's a part that I thought you wouldn't like, Eric. Would be that some of the humor might not land with you. Um, this is just so zany and goofy.
0: But part it's, of that is that maybe just like the la- language barrier, or not just language barrier, but like just cultural differences. You know, like like Pete and I watched what was the Bruce Lee movie we watched? Uh, <laughs> Fist of Fury. No, like, and, uh, it was Re- Return of the Dragon, the one with Chuck Norris. It, and it, there's like weird jokes in that, too. He's got like a stomach ache for half the movie. And it's just like ma- uh, American food. Right. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Like, he- and it's just like I, I, this isn't I don't understand why this is funny. I don't get the humor here. And it's like it's just maybe because I'm not, you know, culturally the uh, on the same page. I don't know.
2: Well, there's a weird bit, too, in that movie where um, he has to go to, like, the Japanese consulate or something, and, like, the Japanese people, like, apparently during, I mean, I guess during that time, like, Japanese and Chinese people kind of didn't really get along the best, but like, he goes out of the way to make this point about how, like, he's Chinese and, like, the Japanese people don't like him kind of thing, and it's, it's, it's like that, like, it's kind of a cultural thing, like, oh, I'm really okay, like, I guess, so, you know, kind of awkward. But, but the one, the one piece of trivia I wanted, I wanted to see if you guys were got, but Ben, you kind of ruined it because you already mentioned <laughs> is in, in, in the movie in SuperCop when they first meet Chai bot, which I, I'll have to say, I think that's my favorite bad guy name ever. It's Chai bot. Um, what he's, he's playing a video game, but what video game is it that he's playing
1: Oh. Yeah, I was trying to look for the screen. I could see that it was a Sega Genesis controller, but I didn't, I couldn't tell what game it was. I would guess Sonic the Hedgehog, but I don't know what that's. Just explain the average game.
0: What do you got, Eric? What do you think of this? I I don't remember looking at. Uh, do we see the screen? Do we actually see it? I don't remember that. It's quick, but they do show it.
2: And it's know? really, it's Tetris. He's playing oh. Tetris. Uh, Genesis. I don't know I thought that was funny. But it's one of those things I've seen a movie a billion times and I like I never really put that together.
1: But shouldn't he be playing Mortal Kombat or something? I don't know. That, now, a that
2: would make our Street Fighter like something but like that. think
1: yeah. That so would really make
0: violent.
2: Me. Anyways, that's 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 all I got. That
0: house is super cool. That, I like the like he had the, there's like the basketball court and the big pool and the malt that was a pretty cool house. Yeah. yeah, it's like
1: as a squad's getting to keep dealing drugs, he's got a pretty good setup, man. Like, it looks like he's got a good spot. I think he can just uh, quit while he's ahead. Just you know? gotta get
0: your wife out of prison, beat the rat. <laughs> what was like? There was some bit where somebody turned turned her in or something like that. I, there was a a bit there are about people the, getting
1: off for betrayals all the time. Yeah. If you don't know. Is that why he killed, killed
0: that guy? Because that guy was responsible for his wife getting yeah, caught? Yeah. Yes, he's like this yeah. guy's
1: the traitor, and he just killed him. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. It yeah, doesn't flush it out. He's just like, he's crazy. He's, like, he's unhinged. He decided to try to kill a guy by flying a helicopter into a train, just like barely over it. That's like lunatic behavior. It's not how I would choose to get rid of somebody dangling from my helicopter. That wouldn't be my first choice.
2: Well, and if the movie taught you anything, never, ever fly, a, fly a helicopter over a train with a dangling helicopter. Cause you're just going to get hooked up. And right. You're... Right. Bad idea. It's a
1: bad it idea. Is. It, it was a bad call but you know what god bless him we got the fight on the train because of his stupid decision making so you would think
0: that like you know you said cut it with a knife you'd think there would be some like release hatch on that thing for that sure. very same reason they, that like hit the button and some the, safety Yeah.
1: peace yeah yep yep I think there was an easier way to do it with Chad, but <laughs> hey whatever we had fun
0: Well, should we do our little five degrees filled dreams thing? Do you, Let's you have, do it. I, I oh. have one really quick. Uh, Pete, Pete, you can join in or not. Whatever your call. No, you guys go ahead. I I did not
2: do that. So you didn't I'm do the homework. Go. Didn't do yeah, that. Sorry, I get a I get a C minus.
1: All
0: right, I'll go quick. Uh, sure. I went I went with Panther. His name is Juan uh, Yen or Juan Yun. Uh, he's also in Shang- Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings or Five Rings, something like that.
1: It's ten. There's ten of ten? them. Ten? Okay. For seven? Uh, I don't know. I'm also not sure. in that
0: movie is Sir Ben Kingsley, the uh, uh, Mandarin. Yep. He's in a movie called Schindler's List with Ray Fiennes, who's in Red Dragon, with Frank Wally, who's in Field of Dreams. Okay. Who's Frank Wally again? Who who's... That? is that? Uh, let's look at the big brains on Brad. Oh, okay, gotcha. From Pulp Fiction, or yep. who is he in Red Dragon? Is that what you're asking, or you just didn't know After
2: the actor? Yeah. The name ring a bell. So, but now okay. I got the face.
0: That's one yep. tasty burger. That that guy.
1: Big big Kahuna burger. Yeah.
0: That's yes, one because of the s- metric system. Say what again?
1: <laughs> Look at the big brains on bread.
0: Have you guys done Pulp Fiction
2: on the podcast? He That's did. your
1: brother's favorite movie of all time. Yeah, we talked about it a few weeks ago.
2: It's it's that and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right?
1: Which well, we no. couldn't talk about because we already talked about it a few months ago. But yeah, yeah.
2: Eric's I I, I got them. Eric's second favorite movie is Super
1: Cop. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I went with um Maggie. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna just butcher the Chinese last name Cheng. The the place Kevin's girlfriend. Um new recognized from stuff um it's been a long time but she's in in the mood for love oh yeah um, the oh Wong for Ka sure Wai movie um and so um that was the the first little connection here and then um oh goodness and tony then tony lang is Leng. in hero there we go
0: he's also in shangxi yeah, yeah. And you guys should see Hero. That movie is incredible.
1: i I had a phase of this. She's a was, hero
0: also. Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, she, I, I had a big phase, and I had a Jet Li phase. I mean, I, I, I had a little Jackie Chan, and then Jet Li were, were uh, a while in the late 90s, early aughts. So
2: you're a big Romeo Must Die guy, huh?
1: I don't think I saw Romeo Must Die. Um, uh, I wanted is it that to the look,
0: DMX one? <laughs>
1: I wanted them set in China. I didn't want them set in the U.S. I liked them more when it didn't wasn't like New York or wherever.
2: Yeah, Romeo Must Die is the one with Aaliyah and I think Dina Max, yeah.
1: Um, and then, but. yeah, no, I saw Hero in the theater. I, I loved it. I actually haven't seen it since, so it's been a long time, but no, I, I was very into it. It was probably my favorite movie for a hot minute before something else replaced it. Um, but Donnie Yen is in that movie, and he's in Rogue One, A Star Wars Story with James Earl Jones, who's in Field of Dreams. Yeah. Um, I think Donnie Yen's in the new John Wick movie. I think he is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So
0: is that because there's the final scene with the Darth Vader? Is that how? Yeah. James there's R- a little
1: bit. Of, there's a couple of scenes with Darth Vader. Um. So where he gets a voice credit work, James Earl Jones read some lines for Rogue One. Yeah. It's it's barely in it, but technically he's in it. He recorded dialogue for the movie. I'm counting it. Yeah. Um, no, uh, this is good stuff. So, Eric, are you ready to find out what we're uh, going to be talking about next week? Sure. oh So, let's start with the year. Speaking of trivia. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, we're doing our, our five bits of trivia. I'm starting with the year
0: 1972.
1: 72. Uh, is that enough where you? you have it? <laughs> no.
0: Like Deer Hunter? It's not
1: The, it's not the Godfather. Um, so, uh, one of the co-stars uh, is the same guy that plays Basil Exposition in the Austin Powers movies. Okay. En-
0: English guy? So
1: Yep. Michael York is the actor's name. Alright. If that
0: helps. Is he the star, or, he, or he's just in the movie?
1: He's a co-star. Co-star. Let's call him a co-lead. Doesn't help? Okay. Got the other co-star... Um, is Judy Garland's daughter? Do you, Do we have a
0: name for her? Or she's just Judy is. Garland's daughter.
1: Uh, the, the, I mean, I'm just being clever. The The name is Liza Minnelli. It's the Is the person? Okay.
0: Liza Minnelli is Judy Garland's daughter. How did I not know that? Uh, I don't know. Is that like common knowledge? Does everybody know that? I think so. Okay. Do everybody knows that. Think- come- you learned that you learned
1: that in grade school. I mean, I don't
0: know. I, I didn't think it was that esoteric, but maybe she it was. She does sound and look a lot like Judy Garland.
1: Well, uh, yeah. At least you're learning something with this trivia. Um, uh, this movie is based on a book. Isn't Judy uh, Garland from Minnesota? No. She lived there a while. Okay. I don't know. If she's from there. I, I don't know. I, I, there's I think some small town that wants to claim her because yeah. why else would you go to some northern Minnesota town? Sorry.
0: Um, uh, just, it's based on a book.
1: A book uh, Christopher Isherwood semi bi- yeah, autobiographical stories about the Weimar era of Berlin during the Jazz Age.
0: Oh my God! What in the hell? The Great Gatsby. Is this a musical? <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, you're enjoying this too much. I don't know. Some fucking. Yeah, Chicago. But, well,
1: uh, directed by Bob Fosse.
0: Yep, definitely a musical.
1: <laughs> a lot of singing and dancing. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, do you know what it is? It's a musical, obviously.
0: Is it all that jazz? Is that what it's called? Nope. Oh, okay. Then no idea. Was okay. Thinking.
1: I'm sorry. I know. I, I know you're gonna hate it, Eric. I'm sorry, but I want to talk about cabaret. I need a little pick me up. Um, um, cabaret is the name of the musical. It's streaming on HBO Max right now. Saw it streaming, and I haven't seen it in a while, and it might be my favorite musical of all time. And I know you're going to hate it. I'm sorry, Eric. I just, I know you're not going to like it. Sorry. Okay.
2: You, you know what, though? You may be surprised. He may really, really like <laughs> it a lot.
1: I, I don't <laughs> think there's a single musical he, uh, there might that's, be one he tolerates, but that's that, probably the best musical can do is that he doesn't hate it too much.
2: Eric will never admit it, but one of his favorite movies of all time is The Shop of Horrors. He loves that movie.
0: That's that's another one I've seen a million times, and never (laughs) once did I like watching it.
1: Did you make him watch this? Is this an old movie? Oh yeah, yes. No, but he loves the movie.
2: It's that's one of the movies that he that he wanted to watch.
0: Fake news, fake news,
2: over and over again. He's a big Rick Moranis fan.
1: I am a big Rick Moranis fan, but I I saw it once, and I didn't realize it was a musical. I was like, wait, what they're singing. (laughs) I thought it was well, just about a crazy monster. First of all, that movie
2: is is amazing, and if you guys have me back for the podcast, we should do that movie. But that's just my two cents. Are you, you don't,
1: Peter? Are you categorically against musicals like your brother?
2: Uh, no, I just don't have a lot of experience watching them outside of Little Shop of Horrors, to uh-huh. be honest. Okay. But I don't. I don't. Uh, well, does Yankee Doodle Dandy? That's a musical.
0: Oh, definitely. That's it's, that was a, that's an excellent movie. The great one movie. with James Cagney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah is I, is a Star is Born a musical?
1: I would call it one. Uh, I, I I know the thing for you, Eric, is that you want the the songs to be diegetic and plausible. You don't like that people have there's this like surreal nature to people breaking down in songs that don't actually make sense. But correct. if they're like in a recording studio and singing, you like it. Um, this is going to be kind of iffy, the uh, cabaret. It, it toes that line between like. Mm-hmm is there an actual logical reason for them to be singing or not? It's kind of, kind of close. Um, so maybe you'll hate it less. Because I,
0: I am a big fan of music. I, I like the, I don't art, think you're going
1: to like this music. Though, I'm sorry. Form of music. It's uh, not rock. Nobody shreds on the guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is,
0: so. is, heaven's gate a musical? Like I was shredding guitar over those graves
1: gates of heaven. You mean? Yeah. yeah um,
0: what'd I say? Heaven's gate.
1: Yeah. That's a very different movie. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. So anyway, we're talking cabaret, much to Eric Chagrin. I won't, I won't do this often. I'm not doing this. I don't want to torture you with this podcast, but I really felt like talking about it.
0: Cool. Well, Pete, thanks for joining. This is of fun. Course. Yeah, yeah. No,
2: I, I, this is a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy being on with you guys. A so. little shop of horror is up next
0: down yeah. the road.
2: Yeah. Um, but no, I really, this, this has been good times it's no. super and Super Cabaret is an excellent movie. So,
0: yeah, Supercop's great. Cabaret is next, for sure. If if you're listening and watching along, Cabaret, you said HBO Max? HBO Max, streaming. Uh, so I can't just buy this? I should just buy it, right, because I'll like it that much.
1: Yeah, this is going to be, you know, you have movies that you have to watch at least once a year? Yeah. This is going to be on that list for you. At least once a year, probably twice, I would say. <laughs> and hey, Liza Minnelli's Judy Garland's... Hey, if covered. nothing else, of trivia about, you know, you have well, knowledge you didn't have before.
2: And this was a movie. This was this one of the, the like. This kind of put Judy or uh, not Judy Garland, um, Liza Minnelli on the map, right? No, this I was
1: mean, her big role. Yes, oh, big yeah.
2: role. Absolutely. And it was Bare. a big deal. She was singing, you know, and her her mom is, you know, Judy Garland. So
1: yes, a legend. So this was yep. her chance to put her her stamp and. It's, yeah. I mean, it's a different kind of musical than the Judy Garland ones that you may or may not have seen, like Meet Me in St. Louis or whatever. Like, it's a Is charm. Wizard
0: of Oz a musical? It kind of is,
1: right? Yes, it's very much a musical, okay. yes. Yeah. I've seen Wizard of Oz. You like Wizard of Oz? Is there one musical you don't hate? Oh, see? Uh, I'm little, okay.
0: kind of <laughs> I mean, Wizard of Oz is like an all-time classic. You know, I, I'd be kind of an idiot to criticize it, but...
1: So it's not I mean, you just don't like singing and dancing. People breaking out in song, you just don't like it. So when they're just busting out and follow the yellow brick road, I, I assumed you're just like, oh, do they have to sing this. Couldn't they just say it? We know they're heading down the yellow brick road. This is ridiculous. <laughs> we get it. Shut up.
0: Why is not there some, there's somebody hanging in the background?
1: <laughs> oh okay, gosh. Oh yeah, the rumors around the movie. That'd be fun. I haven't seen that movie in a while either, but hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Bye -bye. Bye. Thanks, Pete.